Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. And I'm Michael Chamberlain. That's right. It's not Will Anderson this week. Will is in LA, as uh, most of you know. So sitting in is our second ever um, guest, but our first ever uh, replacement co-host. Well, you've found the most feminine-like that you could possibly find. Yes. Now, Michael is a, a comedian you've probably seen on TV or maybe heard or seen live or read stuff that he's written. Um, but he's also my oldest friend. I've known Michael since I was 10 years old. Yeah, let me think. Um, yeah, we would have been 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a feeling that the first time we met was when we were playing. Um, we played in the same cricket team, maybe. Yeah, or, or not maybe the first time we met, but maybe the first time we bonded. Did we bond about over who? Dirk, well, we must Dirk, have bonded because, Wellen? like, 30, 30, 20 years later, yeah, we're still here. Yeah, you know, so that's true. You're probably the only guy from high school that I actually would speak to or see regularly. And it's not that I'm not friends with those guys. It's just that I don't know. And it's not like I've tried to just get rid of you at some <laughs> stage. I really have tried, but you keep on coming back, and I keep on staying at your house. You know, I, what I remember about you when um, we were growing up which is kind of why I like hanging out at your place, was one that you had the best pantry out of any of my friends. Like, really? Yeah, your mum shopped really well, but you had kind of like, you had like party pies and like TikTok biscuits and yeah. stuff that like, growing up in my house, because I had eight brothers and sisters, you never got fancy shit. She's war rations. <laughs> it's like lard. That was, that was the diet that my family subsisted on. You know what? On. I had meatloaf for the first time um, about a week ago. For the first time? Yeah, I never really had... Well, I had never... Well, I had my butler. I remember he once told me that his, he once worked for a poor family and they had meatloaf. No, but it was, gen- it was generally listed at a cafeteria as meatloaf. And I was like, I've never had that before. But, what, but I, I couldn't quite work out what it was. It's basically, what I, from well, the way my mum used to make it, my mum yeah. wasn't the greatest cook. She would just take a lump of minced meat, roll it with some onions and breadcrumb it and then roast it. Okay. Literally a loaf of meat. Yeah, well, it, I, I thought it was quite delicious. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, it was fine. Did you have it with tomato sauce? Um, I think maybe gravy. What cafe were you at that serves meatloaf? I've never seen it in a fancy inner city cafe. I want to talk about what cafe was that. Oh, was it a, was it a cafeteria? Uh, yeah. For I don't what? want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Why? I just don't want to do that thing. You can't leave people hanging. Tell them why. I can definitely leave people hanging. <laughs> I can definitely keep a silence about where I was. All right, can we talk about it? Can we talk about the show as like show X? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. So you are currently working for mm. show as, X as a, as a writer for show X. Yep. And uh, how is that? I think it's uh, everyone's very nice. Okay, everyone's very nice. That's the main thing. Um, everyone's um, easy to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, uh, one of the things about working at show X is that you get a bit weirded out that you're working at show x <laughs> but i think one of the main things is that you go to work and you go oh there are people i can have a chat to and sit around and have fun with yeah why so why were you weirded out working at show x um show x uh <laughs> it's maybe not my thing yeah right but you have to do this as like a, a writer you gotta work a job something you know that can't all be writing for what is it nigga gotta earn um, what nigga, is it? nigga gotta eat uh, cream cash rules everything around me so <laughs> what yeah, it's, it's an anacronym is that the word Anac- anacronym yeah anacronym so cash C rules R everything at E around A me so you just go hey man cream yeah right cash rules everything around me yeah 
That's fucking cool. <laughs> well, I didn't invent it. I'm not the. I'm not the. I'm not the most African American of people in the world. But uh, I think that's from one of our one of uh, a rapper at some stage. Yeah. So just, say, man, cream. Yeah, cream. Yeah. Cash was everything around me. Is that what that Prince song was about? Cream. No, I think that was actually about semen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you when you do when you release two songs within the same kind of period called Get Off and Cream, and you have two almost identical twins kind of <laughs> dancing around very many phallic uh, symbols. I don't think you can really go, hey man, it's about money. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Go, no, dude, it's about fucking. <laughs> um, the other thing I remember about you is you had a virtually like an entire VHS library at your house that you had obtained illegally. Like, oh, you remember yeah. you, you had two VCRs, which yeah, yeah. for me, that was like, well... The yeah. Chamberlains must be fucking loaded, man. They have two VCRs. Yeah. But those, the, those two VCRs, you remember you went on like a dubbing spree. Yeah, and I reckon they're probably still at mum and dad's. And I went with you once to like your local video store. You went to get like, you know, your seven for 10 bucks or whatever the yeah. deal was. And um, it was like uh, Midnight Express. It was like we were going into Turkey to smuggle heroin because we've walked in and you're telling me to act cool the whole time when we're in there. Oh, really? Because I kept saying out aloud, oh, maybe this would be good to copy this and we should oh, talk okay. this. And you're like, shut up, man. Shut up. And like, I remember as we're going through like the checkout, you had the videos and you're very carefully like putting in front of the guy and your face, even though you're saying nothing, just read, I'm going to go home and copy oh, these. Really? Yeah, you were so kind of serious. You, you thought I was going to blow your cover. Well, they, um... I talk a lot and I'm loud, so there's a good chance I would say something. But well, I don't, I, I, the thing is, I didn't think the guy behind the counter would care. Like a 17 year old who works at a video store isn't going to care if you're copying uh, which, Caddyshack. Which you had a great deal of history with, didn't you? Had worked at uh, numerous... Uh... Video shops. I worked at two video stores. Yeah. Well, I only worked at one chain, but for the one company. Adjust your microphone. This is driving me mental. Well, get a better fucking <laughs> stand. Well, dude, before we got that stand, Will used to do this podcast with that just stuck into an old camera. Whoa, tripod. mate. Will's not here anymore, <laughs> hey? He's in fucking La La Land, mate. Maybe he hasn't even gone to LA. He's actually, he doesn't left the country. He's, he just made that up. Like, he's still sitting at his house. He's hiding in When like I call a... him, he's getting like a packet of chips and just crunching them next to the phone. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, this line from America is really, uh, really bad. He's like hiding in like a Saddam Hussein spider hole somewhere. <laughs> just got anything but the podcast, man. He's got like a loaded gun and like, you know, $100,000 of US bills. Just going, oh man, I just can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Um, you. With the videos, I remember, because I used to come borrow videos off you, because you pretty much had a tiny library. Okay. And you once lent me a copy of Beauty and the Beast, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. And uh, I watched Beauty and the Beast, and it was great. And as the credits were sort of like halfway rolling, <laughs> a new program started. Oh, really? And it was something that someone, and I'm not saying it was you, but it was someone in your house had taped off TV. And it was um, like a week with the, a penthouse pet. And it was like this kind of... Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of those like late night, you know, on a Saturday <laughs> night, Channel 7. It was like a, a week hanging out with, you know, the penthouse pet of the year. And it was just like an hour of softcore porn. Oh, really? <laughs> it was just this chick prancing around naked. And I was like, oh, Michael didn't say that <laughs> this was on. It was awesome. So anyway, I gave the videotape back to you and then... For the rest of the year, I requested to borrow that video off you. Really? Like, yeah. I have no memory of I kept asking you, oh, can I borrow your Beauty and the Beast? And you're like, are you sure? Like, this is like the fifth time you've borrowed it this year. And it's like, oh, yeah, I just, uh, I just love Be Our Guest. Be really? Our guest. Yeah, yeah. Wow, clearly that is actually before the internet. <laughs> yeah, totally. like, That was back in the days when... Um, you would record porn. A teenage lad had to um, be resourceful and, you know, 
But I remember, about. I remember your parents being pretty like not lax about that. But I mean, you could have like playboys and shit at your house, couldn't you? No, 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 no. no. But you had like videotapes. You had like kind of sexy films on that you'd recorded off the TV and shit that were labelled like white mischief and stuff. Well, this is an edit point right here because what? this is nothing to talk about. I don't remember any of this stuff. Really? Yeah. I just had this impression of your parents oh, I, being I, like well, insanely permissive. Like you've made me a um, pornographer. <laughs> you've made me an, an illegal dubber or whatever. You, I'm a pirater. Yeah, I'm a pirate. You were a former. I'm pirate. now a pornographer. Yeah, I may have killed a few people, but <laughs> no. All I'm saying is that my impression of your family growing up was that they were quite permissive like your parents were the, they weren't kind of they didn't they didn't crack down on you you no well i think i think the version of your your um seven or eight children yeah in my family yeah and like by the end of you like i think i had a oh i wasn't a rough equivalent but like kind of like a so third, you're the youngest the third kind of like yeah whatever you know yeah, like yeah. my curfew is you know yeah, not. I don't, don't but know. But you used to have. I'm sure you had like. I don't think I did. I can't like, picture. Like, not, not like porn tapes, but there's like if it was you know like those kind of teen sex comedies. I can't picture that I had a wall of <laughs> like. No, you had videotapes everywhere in your living room. You had some beside the TV. Like if you open the the cupboard beside the TV, you'd have like stacks of VHS, and mm-hmm. then there was that cupboard in the living room, and there was like stacks of videos. because I used to borrow them off you, and it'd be like. You know, private resort and things like that. I don't any that in my house, I couldn't have like those tapes just sitting out there. I truly, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> lying. I think on a podcast, podcast, you should be, be honest, truthful. Yeah, I, I can't picture. You so see, you did, but you didn't tape those shows. You didn't have them on videotape. Oh, I'm sure I've taped like I've been like a 14 year old boy and taped. Yeah, private a, resort. AO movie. Yeah. But I can't picture myself as like a dealer, kind of like, <laughs> like hanging on to them and like going. <laughs> I remember coming around to your house one day and you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> and you got plated. And you only had a stroke. There was two bodyguards <laughs> beside you and you were like, fuck this room. Charlie. <laughs> um, What's uh, wrong with seeing a woman's labia? <laughs> but I'll maintain that I, <laughs> I won the court case. And, um,. A defendant. I'm not saying you were a junior pornographer. Or the the point I'm trying to make is that you had <laughs> you a very, are a junior pornographer. No, is that you had a very permissive house. Like you know, I, I don't remember your parents being like like. There's some parents you got a sense from. No, no, no. Like I um, like if 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 your if your mum came in and we had been watching like you know private resort or something like wanking each other. <laughs> no, I, I, a friend of mine. I think what a friend of mine a friend sucking of, each other off. A friend, a friend of ours. I think we're about 21 or so, and he um said um. He'd never said shit in front of his mum. Oh no, he'd, he'd said shit once, and I thought that was really weird because, like, I kind of um. You don't swear in front of your parents? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought it was weird because, like, it's punctuation, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, my mum says, uh, I, I, I drop the C bomb all the time, and I was like, Oh, Michael, you know, stop it, you know. You can say cunt on this show, and I go, Mum, I've heard you say it, and she's like, I've only ever said it when I've been quoting you or your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. But, uh, on the technicality. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. You know, I, I, I don't understand the kind of, um, you know, child-parent relationship where they can't... Swear. Yeah. Or can't be grown up. But or, some people are just pol- polite. Well, don't... Po- Your family polite. Just... <laughs> You're painting a picture of me as a... I, I think I... I, don't, I didn't swear... My mum didn't like swearing. Hmm. Um, you know what my mum hated more than swearing? though was blaspheming. Yeah. Well, when I make um, God jokes... About religion, um, my oh, mum. Michael. Yeah, well, mum says, you know, she says, um, 
Do you think of all the money we spent on on your education? If if I couldn't read, like if I was, you know, I couldn't, I didn't. If you showed me the number three and I went, oh, that's a tree, um, <laughs> she'd be happy. But as long as I went to church every day, I think she'd be actually really go. Ah, oh, the education was worth it. Yeah. Do your parents still go to Matt, like church every Sunday? I'm not totally sure. I wondered actually. I've been meaning to ask them that, but I think they go fairly regularly. I mean, yeah. for for par- our parents, that generation, it's yeah. more than just church. It's almost like they see friends there and. Well, like they it's do, a community yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, because I reckon my mum, she still goes. My mum goes like more than once a week. Yeah, but she's a very like she's not like a hardcore Bible basher or anything. She's just it's because that's where a lot of their friends are. It's like their community group and stuff. Yeah, well, a lot of stories I hear from mum and her institutionalized. Friends are like, you know, I believe yeah. the term is. <laughs> well, she says, you know, I saw so and so at church the other day and stuff. She actually last Christmas she said to me, you know, you don't need to get me a gift or anything, but I don't want you to come to one uh, family mass on Christmas Eve. So I went with my sister. <laughs> like, fuck you, mum. No, I went with my sister and dad and the nephew and I think the, I think the niece was there. Yeah. But um, but uh, are your nieces and nephews being raised Catholic? They've been baptized. Yeah, I don't know if their parents are like that into it, but I think it might be like, oh, you get into more schools if you are. Because none of my and I, you know, you'd think in my big family there'd be well half my family's gay, so that cancels out biological children. And adopted because they haven't adopted. But the the ones who do have kids, they are so like not Catholic. Like there's not even, I mean they don't. There's there's no. They've been all been raised atheist. I guess just yeah. nothing. I mean they go to sort of state schools and stuff like that. And it hasn't even been. It wasn't an issue for my mum or anything. It hasn't been an issue. But it's amazing that in like the space of forty years, like Catholicism has gone just like yeah, like it's yeah. just been. Yeah, it's dying. It's. I, I. I. Have you been to mass besides Christmas mass? Like just for. I've been to reason? weddings and funerals and. But have you ever gone just to a mass? Not for. I couldn't tell you last time. I think I probably got to about fourteen or fifteen. And I think mum and dad just went. We just can't be bothered getting him out of bed anymore. You know. I went um, about three months ago for this script that I was writing. I wanted to do some research. Really. And uh, I went, and it was amazing. Did you feel weird doing research in a church like? Kind of, it's not like I was Sherlock Holmes. No, like, but, like, with the... but you know, it's got a, it's got a thing to it. You know, the you've been there many times. Like, did you feel we'd kind of like ta- almost taken advantage of it? Well, no, it's not. Well, taking advantage of it. I was just going there because I couldn't remember. Yeah, I was trying to remember what it was like to go to mass and what you know the words that they use and the structure of the mass and everything. And did they come back? Easily? Well, that was the scary part. Yeah, it was like yeah. Pavlovian. Like yeah. it, as soon as I got on there, I dipped my hand in the holy water and, yeah. and crossed myself. I was like, "Fuck!" Like it was an instinctive thing before is, I yeah. even thought about it. And then, like during the mass, I was kneeling and standing yeah. like all at the right times, and I knew all the prayers. And it's like, wow, I have not thought about this stuff in probably twenty years, really, or twenty, twenty, maybe fifteen years. But it all came. It came back really full on. But the what the one thing I noticed was there was no young people yeah. in the church. This is like you know. It was probably midweek, so you wouldn't, you know, Sunday would be the big one. But even when I drive past on a Sunday, like, there's no young people. No. I mean, if you met a 21-year-old these days and they said, you know, I go to church every day or every week, sorry, you'd go. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I went to a wedding yesterday and it was funny because it was like a proper church ceremony in a Catholic, Catholic. church. And, and, yeah, it was the same thing um, when they started up a, a rhyme. The when they, when, they dropped, <laughs> when they dropped the beat. When the MC priest yeah. spat out a beat. You kind of... I do have a thing where I think... Like, there was a part where they did the uh, Our Father, and I do have a thing where I go, I shouldn't say it because... I don't believe this. Yeah, but at the same time, you kind of go, well, it's part of the thing, and yeah. so I kind of, like, 
mouthed it without saying <laughs> I don't know it's a weird thing it's funny you say you're in a church mouthing it <laughs> these days really different connotation but I think that it's, I think that's it's part like, of the problem with the Catholic Church is there's been too much mouthing going on in the Catholic Church well, generally priests balls not all of them like that's the thing about the Catholic Church like it is it is there's a lot but it's not like <laughs> Like it is a, it's a few bad eggs. Like it, I do think. I don't think the, I don't think people have a problem with the percentage. It's not like the Catholic Church. Like you rock up to the seminary and they go, right, day one, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like that. Like I do feel bad for them, in a way, in that it is the, it's the point. You feel oh, bad for oh, the majority oh. of the priests. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think the problem is the percentage. I yeah. think the problem is the reaction of the Catholic Church yeah. to the ones who are found out. Because yeah. then not, they just get relocated. Oh, shit. You know? Fresh meat. <laughs> it's like, you're going to be made a saint now. You've yeah. molested just enough kids. Yeah. it's it's. But we, it's I had cute. a pedophile priest in my parish growing up. Yeah, and he's become a great politician. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that was... It's, it's, so it's not like it doesn't happen. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, we went to a... I mean, it's ridiculous that it happens in the first place. Like... I mean, these are why be celibate? Like the problem, the yeah. problem is why make them be. Oh, look, I'm not saying, you know, that that's what causes pedophilia is not having sex. Because in yeah. which case, you know, there's a period in my early twenties where I should have been a pedophile. But it's not the not having sex. It's the it's the fact that they're. I mean, the conditions you put on someone. Like it's mm. it's kind of like why I reckon Japanese have dirty panties in 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 like vending machines. Over what? There. But they're like they're a culture that is very withheld and very suppressed. So then they get this really kinky shit in the side. And it's like if you deny, especially a man, like you can't have sex. For what reason? Why aren't priests allowed to have sex? Like what? What is the? Do you know what the reason behind that is? The only thing I can think of about them, like kind of, they can't get married and and and. Or I, have sex. I don't know. If I mean, they don't have to get married. I don't know. If <laughs> Just let a dude fucking swing a bit. Yeah, shit. Yeah, if I can let a play play. <laughs> and I don't, I don't. I actually don't know if this is true, and it's it's anecdotal, and I don't know. But uh, my understanding of the kind of can't get married thing is that um, it was a fear of um, uh, divorce and claiming half the church's stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have no idea if that's actually true. That's anecdotal. You got to get a prenup. It's like Kanye. Says, yeah. Man. <laughs> Shit, Benedict. She died for money. <laughs> that was the first pope. He wrote that song. Uh-huh. Well, there was actually there. Were, I think there were a number of them, but there were Pope Urbans, which is just a fucking brilliant kind of image of like this pope, you know, rocking it. <laughs> When's the last time you went to confession? Would that have been? Oh, that would have been. Yeah. Definitely, Did definitely. you used to make shit up to confess? Uh, I keep, think I kind keep, of keep the good stuff. I think I kind of like um, just. Did you ever confess? I did time, like I did enough time to make it worthwhile. Like you're in there, and but did you ever confess anything that you genuinely? Oh, I think I probably said that you know. fucked up. Did you ever tell a priest that you wanked? No, no, God, no, God, no. Because in priest world, that would be a come on. <laughs> like, Father, I can't stop wanking. You would have just said this. <laughs> well, see you... me in the seminary afterwards. <laughs> I did get a few numbers, but, yeah. I, <laughs> but I think I just went and said I yelled at my brother and, you know. I, kind of I remember at primary school when they, um, you know, you do your first confession. Which wow. I found really, I think, I, I do remember that. And I, I remember like... Um, That's pretty traumatic. Going to the primary school, yeah. Like you're basically telling a kid, you fucking better let us know what you've been doing wrong. But I feel bad more for my mum and dad and the parents there who were kind of there going... Your parents are there? Yeah, like we had a ceremony. I'm like, I don't, I don't Not, know. That's for your first. That was your confirmation. No, the first, first confession. First confession was like a mass. Well, they made it a spectator event. It was like Watch on these a, little fucking no, confession to tears. That weren't all mic'd up. <laughs> they get in front of the crowd so, and go, "All right, I'm just bad <laughs> shit." Look, I stole a Mars bar. Uh, I let down a kid's BMX. But I remember, like, um, 
it was it was like a nighttime event, so midweek, and um, I think they had about maybe two or three going at the same time to get through all the kids, and I remember I um, I do I I I think I remember I had like a kind of a list, like a kind of okay, here are five things I'm going to say, you know, and I do remember kind of giggling like kind of halfway through it, <laughs> and then I killed that hobo, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just. But I just felt bad. Like when I look back at those, I go, oh, "Mum and Dad had to, you know, it's a Tuesday night or whatever, and like they probably had to get my brother and sister and go off to you know this place at seven o'clock and do that." And then like, going, oh, we got better stuff to do." Like my mum tells me, like, um, uh, when I when I was born, um, there was a priest there, and she said, "Can you baptize him?" And he's gone, "No, no, I can't really do that unless he's like, you know, might be sick or you know, ill." Why? Ah, oh, because. That's well, it doesn't want to waste a blessing. Well, no. Well, if, if he's dying, then I can baptize him, so he doesn't go to purgatory or whatever, you know. Yeah. So why couldn't he baptize you anyway? Well, he said, you know, he's healthy, so you know, you've got <laughs> he to. Said, he said, to you, Mom, I can baptize a kid, but you got to show me some. Yeah. Well, he me. said, you know, what you know the idea was like, you know, if priests he's, don't play that. If he's sick, he can do it. Cream, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> show me the cream, yeah. bitch. Gold chain and grills. <laughs> yeah, so it's a father grill. <laughs> But he said, uh, I can do it. Um, Father P. If Reece. he's sick, but he's not he's not sick. So you got to do the kind of ceremony. And mum said, I do, like, I've got to get the family over. I've got two under three. Like, I've got to cook stuff and I've got to do an event. Like, just baptize the motherfucker, <laughs> man. Like, just do it. You take my can of Coke. Yeah. Sprinkle it over just his head. Just do it. But I do like the idea that he's kind of, you know, the choice between, you know, baptism can kind of be like, Oh man, I've got to cook a chicken. <laughs> like, okay, this Catholic thing maybe maybe it's not as cracked up to me. No, no. Well, that I remember the first confession at my primary school. We were told, you know, before you went in that you know you, the priest is uh, have some good shit. No, he well, they, they, what they said was the priest is um, Jesus Christ. Like you're talking to Jesus Christ. He's absolving you of your sins. So don't feel weird about telling him stuff because it's Jesus Christ and you know His infinite love and infinite forgiveness. And so, like, you know, we were told, fucking reach into the darkness, you know. And I remember sort of, well, sitting in the pews in the church, like, watching one by one as kids went in. And this girl, I can't remember her name, it was Simone something, Simone Buckley, I think. I don't know. And she goes in. And then, like, two minutes later, she comes, like, bursting out in tears. And the priest is chasing after her, saying, get out, get out. Like, basically chased her out of the church. No way. And we were all sitting there going, holy fuck. Jesus Christ, isn't he meant to be infinite forgiveness, infinite love? What did she do? What did she I say? I don't know what she said. I don't know. We'd ask, too scared to ask. I didn't want to go to hell. That is such a traumatic thing for a kid, though. Like, yeah. what, you nine or ten? Yeah. And you've gone in there and gone, um, I did this, you know. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was full on. I remember the um, a friend of mine, we because uh, we had to go to reconciliation, which is what it's called, um, kind of class. What does that mean again? Like, it sounds familiar. Reconciliation would be like, you know, being friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that was a religious class. Well, that was the... Con- what year was that was, that was confession. Reconciliation. That's the... Oh, right. That's what it's called, yeah. Okay, shit. And, um, which I imagine, and I'm making this up too, but I imagine it's like, you know, we're making up to Jesus or something. Fucking whatever. <laughs> whatever he did. A long time ago. It's very you hard know. for an eight-year-old to have, like, a beef with Jesus. But I had a friend of mine who kind of, when we had to kind of walk up these stairs and go to another class to kind of learn about this stuff, and he kept on going, it's reconciliation. It's so silly. It's so silly. It's reconciliation. I was like, <laughs> that's actually a really good point. Like, you've actually nailed it right there. Confession. Did you confess for having that thought when you got up there? Uh, Father, I, I have made a bad pun. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Get yeah. out. 
Yeah, they were all weird. Like the first com- first communion is weird too, you know. And again, like the whole family's there, and yeah, it's like it's just a wafer, man. You know what I didn't get about the first communion, and it probably has something to do with like brides of Christ or something. But why are the little girls dressed like little brides? Is it because they're marrying Jesus? Because it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering why there's so many pedophile priests. Stop taking little girls and putting them in fetish gear. Yeah, stop putting them in lingerie. Yeah, the Vatican, the next year they're voting on what next year's output should be. It's like, <laughs> how about we just have naughty schoolgirls? Yeah. They are schoolgirls. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. French maid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird because did you wear like a white skivvy and like school shorts or something? I reckon I, I've, I've got a picture at home and wearing like black pants and like a white shirt yeah. and a tie. I was wearing a white skivvy yeah. and like black shorts. I went the, the summer look. <laughs> and Charlie's went, wearing the latest in summer Catholic. <laughs> you went casual, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. There is something about Catholics in bad dress sense though. Like you see some pretty bad fashion at church. And we had... Because um, some people go to church like... They may not have left the house all day, yeah. but they'll still go to church and they don't get changed. So you see people rocking up to mass in some yeah. pretty shit gear. Like yeah. that idea that people get dressed up for, you know, mass. They don't do that. Maybe your mum did, but... And you've got to think about the priest too, who's like doing a Sunday mass and doing, you know, he's doing four shows a day. So he's like there going, all right, read oh, this man. one earlier. I remember this, you know, they say like, you see it's a bit of lazy comedy where someone goes on stage like with a newspaper or something like that. And they're like, you know, how's this article? Blah, blah, blah. We had a priest do that. Like, he's so out of shit to talk about. Like, he was working from, like, the Herald Sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but on the front of the Herald Sun was a photo of two guys kissing. And awesome. it was, like, uh, awesome. it was at Mardi Gras. And how did that, like that. did that annoy the yeah. Catholic Church at all? Oh, he was so angry. <laughs> he was so angry. He was saying, this kind of filth <laughs> is going to send us all backwards. I love it when a, a priest went rogue. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one. I mean, he's got, let's just, uh, off the record, turn the mics off. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay some real shit on you right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how it is. <laughs> Normally after being drinking whiskey all afternoon in the rectory. Well, that's, that, what, you, you'd do that though, wouldn't you? Like, you'd, you'd, oh, you'd rant for sure. <laughs> like, um, there was a, um, a, a gay club near where I lived called Virgin Mary's. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, one day the priest just went, hey, guys, <laughs> i got to get real with you. And just teed off on it, you know how you know it's called Virgin Marys and stuff. But I love it, like uh, when a priest just like goes off script, you know. Um, there's yeah. an, and another one where I I distinctly remember um one <laughs> where there's script. this big old church we used to go to, and um there was just a cold draft that would come through. Well, I didn't, I couldn't feel it. It's the Holy Spirit. The priest is up the front, and like he'd be like halfway through a thing, he'd go, um. Can you close the door? Because <laughs> there's a cold draft coming through. And it just really killed the moment. Yeah. It's like watching Shakespeare, kind of like a guy going, to be your, hey, mate, <laughs> um, can you turn your phone off? <laughs> like, it just killed the whole emotion of the whole bit. I wonder how that is, actually, because that's something we would have not encountered would be mobile phones in church. That must happen all the fucking time. Hmm. I wonder what that does to the old priest. That must drive him mental. Yeah, it's really throw them off their quality message. <laughs> Uh, I saw a, a priest get heckled um, uh, once. It was really weird. He was talking about... Salad material, though, though. Isn't no, it was something about... Oh, God, it was, it was along the lines of the... He would been disappointed with the lack of support at, you know, the, the bake sale or something like that. Okay. And um, one of the, this guy stood up and started yelling back at him and saying, stop having a go at us, you know. You know, we're, we're coming here every Sunday and we're doing our best and blah, blah. And they just went at it for like... Really? Yeah, 10 minutes. He was just standing in his pew. It was really weird, like... 
I don't know if people maybe for the first five minutes thought, oh, it's some part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe there's going to be some message. Like maybe in the end they're going to like hug and, yeah. and that's why you don't <laughs> yell out in public. It does sound a bit like the wrestling. <laughs> like <laughs> some a plant in the crowd. It's like going, hey! <laughs> but they're starting a feud. Well, that, yeah, what happened was I think the priest was stomping around the altar and he was saying how he's the strongest priest <laughs> no in way, the world. No and there's no one could challenge him. And all you parish suckers and this guy stood up <laughs> and so he went up there to test his strength yep. with the priest and <laughs> now, he had, now he's the intercontinental champion oh little paper maniacs <laughs> can you smell what Saint Rock is cooking <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times church were you ever an altar boy yeah I, re- I was about two or three times yeah but like when I I think it was about grade four where you kind of got to be <laughs> never, never got so much dick in my life <laughs> Those three weeks, I was like a pig on a spit. Um, I was a hardcore um, altar boy. I did <laughs> well, you just told us you were. You, you no, I was, I was talking about you. Oh. I was saying in the three weeks, you're an altar boy. No, the, I, was, I was an altar boy at that same parish where there was a pedophile, but he didn't, uh, he didn't eye me off. Yeah. But I worked with him on numerous occasions. We, yeah, did, yeah. Uh, we toured together. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the cliche thing to kind of go, you know, oh, why didn't they pick me kind of thing. Yeah. But we were... Educated no. <laughs> What he says I have never once gone, oh, no, why didn't no, you no. pick me? No, but that's a cliche kind of comedy thing, going, oh, Catholic, you know. Oh, I knew I was oh, that. Like, yeah. yeah. But, um, but, uh, because we were educated by Jesuits for about eight years, and I kind of just have the opinion, like, Jesuits would rather read a book than fuck a boy. Like, yeah. they'd be like, going, they're total academics. Oh, shit, fucking fuck a kid. Uh, look, I'm, I'm reading the Quran in Latin. I've really got shit to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, they. They're, have, they're very intellectual. I, I always try to explain Jesuits to people is they're like, um, they're like the SAS of the Catholic Church. Like, yeah, they're yeah. the kind of best of the best. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. they have to have, like, professional degrees or something, don't they? Like, medicine, law. Well, I Theology. think it's just, it's just, you know... They so. study for like eight or nine years or something, don't they? I think they study forever. And they're the only ones who can exercise demons, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jesuits are the only ones who are sanct- sanctioned to do perform exorcisms. I didn't hear, I didn't know that. We knew a priest who did an exorcism. My family. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Father... It would be something Irish. It would be Father McCarthy, Father Mackenzie. He performed an exorcism, like, would have been 30 years ago, yeah. in Africa, and had a nervous breakdown. Really? I remember um, him coming around for dinner once and all the kids obviously were like, tell us about the fucking exorcism. Yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, you live and die by Jesus Christ and that's all you need to know or something like that. He was really, yeah, traumatized by it. Possibly because he spent six months with a girl with a mental illness. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would probably be it, yeah. I mean, at what stage did you kind of go? Well, um, uh, a, friend of, a friend of mine put it greatly back in um, the Manavas from school and... Um, we had the thing where you'd, you know, we had the thing in like year 11 or 10 or something where the priest would take us into his office and talk about who do you love? Uh, that story. No? No, do you remember the, the priest would take us in and you go, who do you love? And you have to say... The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you know this stuff. No, they used to take, I don't remember them taking us into... There was a, a father who would take us into his office. Like, father Stoney. Yeah, yeah. start of year 10 or 11, I can't remember. Who and he, you love? he'd take you in there at the start of the year. Were we meant to know who we love? No, that's the thing. Oh, we so he's honestly asking us. Yeah. It wasn't like we're meant to know the answer. Have, we, have you turned the... I've turned the tables on you, so you've told me stuff I don't know about myself, and now I've turned <laughs> it on you. Well, the, the, so we all definitely went in and got asked who, who did we love. There was a meeting... Well, year 10 or 11. I remember when we were younger, Father Leonard used to come to school, and you'd have those one-on-one sessions, and he'd be like, 
do you love, you know, do you love, do you love your mum? Do you tell mum you love yeah, her? Yeah, and you'd be yeah. like, yeah, oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus is like a friend. You, when you pray, you say, oh, Jesus, I'm really nervous about this cricket game on Saturday. I want oh, to do yeah. well. And, yeah. you know, you just talk to him and ask him for help. Yeah. Like, I remember him. But there was... So it was like an older version of that. Yeah, his father Stoney would take us into his office. And um, he would say, sit down, sit there. And he'd go, who do you love? And you'd go, oh, I love my mum. <laughs> I love my dad. Um, my brother, my sister. Uh, I love God. God's awesome I love God And he go No no Who do you love And he go um, I love I love Mark Taylor <laughs> And I love Mr. T I love Dermot Brereton I love that girl Off Charles in Charge Yeah I love that chick <laughs> And then you go No 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 Who do you love And he go Oh fuck I'm running out And you go I love I love Shane Warne <laughs> And you go No no And the answer was You Did you ever get to it no, no. You never got to it? No. It's like... Do you reckon anyone did? Well, the trick was, because there were 220 kids in a year, that you, you surely know this story. I can't remember it. But um, you worked out that... He, he said, who do you love? And, um, and, and the answer was you, yeah. you know. And so, oh, I love me, you know. Then um, show me. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Anyway, no. <laughs> He's actually, he was actually a good no, bloke. Yeah, that's guy. actually entirely offensive. To... <laughs> His nickname was Donger, though, yeah. which was an interesting nickname for a priest to be called Donger. Uh, but he just, he just loved whack-a-mole. He loved <laughs> whack-a-mole. <laughs> but he'd say, uh, who do you love? And so the the word would filter through the, the year level. Um, okay, if you go to this thing, the answer is you. Okay. <laughs> okay, you love you. And... But then, and so the, even before he gets a question, who do you mute me? me I love <laughs> yeah, me. well, yeah, because you did it at the start of the year and the end of the year. So, by the, at the end of the year, you'd say, "Who do you love?" You go, "Me, fucking, I'm awesome, I'm fucking great, I'm so great, just fucking, yeah, fuck, fuck you know, cream." But you told me a tale about how you, you kept it going, like, but the, because if you if you if you found out the answer, yeah, you could, but you went, "Gee, I've got double maths." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could really kind of get oh, out of this. This does sound more familiar now. You go, "Who do you love?" And you go, oh, "Fucking, I don't know." Um, look at the watch. <laughs> um, gee, I love, I love my dog. <laughs> I love, love rainbows. <laughs> and then eventually, you go, "No, no, who do you love?" And you go, oh, oh, "Lunchtime, me." Me, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> and you go, just missed a double period. Great, awesome, fantastic. Wow, I'm smart. I don't remember that doing that at all. But you tell me, you tell me a tale how um, and this is actually did I did I tell did I invent that? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think you invented it. Oh, and shit. and I'm I'll I'll bring up a bad memory about your father. Yeah. But you tell me how oh, you yeah. went in there yeah. and you pretended that you were more emotionally more emotional than you were at that moment. Yeah. To prolong the, yeah, the period. definitely, yeah. yeah. But I remember you telling me how, you know, you kind of prolonged it, kind of going, oh, a bit emotional, a bit. <laughs> and I, re- I remember you telling me how you just got bored and your kind of eyes glazed over. And he and he said to you, "This is about your father." And you went, "Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is." Like I don't remember you telling me that. Um, yeah, I probably did. I was just thinking, do you remember like at high school? Did we ever? Was it ever like a um? Like, you know, on the internet now, you see photos of guys who get crashed out and they'll have, like, dicks drawn over their faces or they'll yeah. get taped to a wall or something like that. Yeah. Did we ever do anything crazy or zany like that? I remember um, being out one night and, like, a bloke um, had his eyebrow shaved off. But um, 
yeah, that I was probably that. the that was probably the worst thing. Yeah, was that the worst? It must have been worse. Uh, I don't think so. Like, do you reckon that's gotten like maybe were kids tamer or was it just us? Because I don't remember like our year level being that kind of crazy or anything like that. Like, no, like um, I think to be a fifteen year old kid now it would be horrific. Yeah, right. Like the idea that um, well, you get to see girls' tits a lot more. I think um, the sexualization of children is like uh, remarkable. Um, and actually, <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face, but like, I think the a fifteen-year-old from twenty years ago is so different to a fifteen-year-old now. The internet is like a huge thing in terms of yeah. I don't know. If they, they they talk about this all the time. I went to this conference where they're talking about social media. And they were saying how, like, five, even five years ago, you know, people were super protective of their, like, you know, um, privacy online. But since Facebook and Twitter and, you know, everyone knows where everyone is all the time now, yeah. that social attitudes towards privacy are changing. So if you're a kid growing up in that, you don't know any different. Like yeah. a 15-year-old, if you're Marty McFly and you went back to, like, you know, 1990, no, the other way around. If you yeah. took a kid... If you took Marty McFly from 85 and dropped him now as a 15-year-old yeah. and sent him to, like, a high school, yeah. he would be freaked out. Internet bullying, like, straight away. Like, you know, at, at, at in, in, in our era, you actually had to bully someone to their face. But do you Not think... Did, but, but, but argue... And look, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that's, like, a, a new problem, but is it because, you know, the kids have been raised with exposure to, like, more and more stuff that they've got a thicker skin to bullying? You know what I mean? Like, if everything has been amped up, isn't it, like, across the board, everything has been amped up? So, kind of, you know, the viciousness or the sadism of, like, bullying may have increased, but doesn't also the tolerance because kids are watching, like, you know, virtual snuff videos on YouTube if they want. Like, kids can see all kinds of shit and be really desensitized to that kind of stuff. So, you know, someone calling a kid a faggot or something, like, they hear that all the time in... And, and rap music and, and websites and stuff, so maybe it doesn't hurt as much. Maybe there are probably yeah, there are probably people who actually you know devote their life to studying this kind of thing. But it kind of, I think. Uh, I mean, there'd be more gay kids, I reckon, in schools now. Yeah, more openly gay kids. Definitely, definitely. But if you really want to bully someone, you could probably come at them from four angles as opposed to just one. Yeah, right. You know, they can. Yeah, yeah I suppose you can bully right. them at school, and then they go home and go, oh, my Facebook has that. Oh, my Twitter has that. Oh. They can't escape it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess that's the, that's the thing is it follows you home now. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand, like, the concept of um, sex tapes or, like, you know, when, when celebrities get photos online, like, maybe five, six years ago, okay, you know, what's going to happen if, you, if your photos go missing? But now, yeah. like, once it's online, it's there forever. Well, like, that's the thing, though, as well, like, with the Facebook and your Twitter and stuff, like, I don't know, in 15 years, oh, five years' time, you know? like run for office and it's like oh there you are you're 25 yeah but that's what i think they're saying this seminar about social attitudes are changing maybe that's gonna if people get exposed to more and more stuff like maybe the attitudes are going to relax a bit i i remember getting a myspace friend request about two years ago now and it was from a 16 year old girl called slut (laughs) who was probably a 33 year old guy but um i thought that's not healthy to go hmm username hmm, what can I what can I be what can I be you know what I've just finished you reading know. The Female Eunuch by Jermaine Greer but it was like a normal kind of 16 year old girl from you know Wollongong or something you know like yeah right she might have been a... being ironic maybe she's owning it <laughs> yeah yeah that's a tartar you want well yeah. I don't know it's like it's like a Italian guy might call himself Wog you know 12 on his is his username 
She can own it if she wants. I mean, look, it's not the most tasteful name. But... Shall we call it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I remember um, in the early days of the internet, so like late 90s, um, they used to hang out with Chugger and, and James a fair bit. And that they... Have you made clear who they are in the, in the previous podcast? No, no, they're just friends. Well, they're just friends. I assume people oh, would know who they are. Okay, friends. Friends guys <laughs> called Chugger and James. The more interesting part of the story is that when I used to hang out with these guys in the early days of the internet, um, they used to go to chat rooms, yep. you know, where people go to fucking hook up and shit. <laughs> and they would masquerade as eighteen, like an eighteen-year-old girl, and they would go on and be like, um, "Hey, you know, my name's like Hardy, uh, you know, I'm freshly shaved, blah 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 blah." And they would like take hits from all these guys in the chat room. They're like, "Hi, hi, you know, hi Hardy, hi Hardy, blah blah blah." And they would work these guys into a frenzy, like, and it would get really, really dirty. Oh, grooming them. Yeah, and then at the very last minute, when the guys like, "Yeah, I'm so hot, I'm really hard," they go. Fuck you, dude! We're three dudes sitting in Bo Morris, and we're laughing at you. Ha! You know, and we'd all like high five and stuff. It's like we go back to the couch, like, ah, those fucking perverts. <laughs> man, we got them. And those perverts who were just in a chat room talking dirty to other dudes. <laughs> but I remember the early days of the internet. Like, I went overseas in '98 for half a year at uni, and I remember emailing your brother, my brother, who would pass it on to you. Yeah, right. Because you didn't have email. And I went <laughs> over there. My brother hooked me up, like, on a Hotmail account. That's so funny. And I actually it? had my name, like, it's like, it was like Mick Chamberlain or something, yeah. you know, which is now worth millions. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that was like the, it's like, you know, defunct now. It's, you know, full of spam, whatever. But um, that was my thing. And you'd go and email people. And I remember telling a friend, like, what an underscore was. Yeah, right. Like, he'd go, like, oh, you know, I was, you know, Mick underscore chamber. He's like, what's that? And I'm like, well, you got to push control. you got to push it. Like, <laughs> like, I remember rocking up to a uni one day and I'm getting on the computer and um, this, uh, there was Pamela Anderson, nude. And then about 10 minutes later, this bike rocked up and that was his station. Yeah. He was like, oh, hey, man, I was, uh, I was using that. And I was like, um, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm on it now. Like, <laughs> anything... Do you say anything? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you weren't you weren't checking porn on your account. No, no, you're fine, man. You're fine. <laughs> that was back in the days where, like, you know, you'd fucking stay up for it's like dial up. fifteen minutes to yeah. watch like a, a JPEG go dzz, yeah. dzz, dzz, and just yeah. load on the screen and you're like, There's her eyes, there's a <laughs> mouth, there's a neck, come on, and then it would freeze just before the boobs, you're like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> you'd have yeah. to reset it. That was the whole thing, yeah. But nowadays that's the thing with the teenagers, like, you know, I haven't done research, but I imagine, you know, if you're typing, looking for porn and you're 14, yeah. and you go, whoa, that's what people do? Yeah. Well, Will and I have talked about this before. Like, if we'd had access to that kind of porn in our teens, like, would you have left the bedroom? <laughs> would, you have, would you have left the house ever? Well, that would be a thing, too, like, for parents these days. Like, you know, don't have a computer in the bedroom, you know? Like, for yeah. the, the child, you know? Yeah. Um, because they would never leave. They'd be malnourished and probably have a goatee. <laughs> Just feed them a lot of pineapple juice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how kids now handle it or parents. I mean, my nephew is on Facebook. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's he's, he's not the chattiest guy at the best of times. Yeah. He's quite shy. And um, But on Facebook, like, I see him, like, swearing and stuff. And, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, holy cow. Like, who is this person? Well, do you... I mean, you use it... Um, in a like do, Facebook if you, yeah if you put anything up that you regret or Twitter or regret like uh, well something actually uh, happened um, with the Tofop Facebook page uh-huh. where I was trying to upload a photo 
and it wasn't working. Yeah. And so I, um, I thought maybe it's the, the folder I was trying to upload from. So I tried another folder, which is my personal photos. And I just clicked on one randomly, which was a, a photo from Angus Sampson had that fancy dress party a few years ago where the theme was Aussie film. Yeah. And I'd gone as Mad Max, yeah, like in did, full yeah. leathers. And I had like, you know, I'd gone all out. I had a makeup artist give me like a black eye and I put yeah. gray through my hair and had a shotgun on my side. And there's a photo of me in full leathers standing next to a guy at the party who's just like a biker who was wearing like chaps, you know, and the shoulder pads and the mohawk and stuff. So if you didn't know the context of where that photo was taken, you're like, oh, it's Charlie at an S&M club. And so I uploaded that to the, the TOEFOP page and I didn't realize because I thought my computer wasn't working. And so I'd gone to bed and then like I woke up a few hours later and there's all these like comments on there. like, hey, nice <laughs> like, what is that? And so I thought, oh shit, I, I, I I just got to own it. Like, it's out there now. Like, you know, I'm not embarrassed. So I, in the comment section, I wrote, ah, guys, yeah, no, sorry. It was um, me at a, at a fancy dress party. But then I'm going to leave it up. It's pretty funny. But then I went to load the comment and the comment wouldn't load. And I was like, oh. I started to get a bit nervous, started to second guess myself. I was like, oh, maybe I don't want that out there. So in the end, I deleted it. You can't. Yeah, you took the photo off. And I yeah. may put it back up. Yeah. For, uh, you know, if, if the response out there is big enough, then you may see the S&M Charlie Clawson photo. Well, one of the remarkable things I find about the show X that I work on is that um, um, the the IT, for lack of a better word, there's a better word for it, but the IT guy has the Twitter account for the host of show X. Yeah. And to me, that would be an enormous burden to not get lick it up and go, I'm going to just make a name right now. <laughs> like, I was saying to him, like, how do you... That would be he's legendary. He's like, like I, have, I have three drinks and I just put the phone away. Yeah. I can't, I can't look at it because I just want just to Just sitting go. at home licking my own asshole. Yeah, like, you really, you really can't. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's a, a, be a, a uh, big, a big, a big tweet. It'd be a big tweet. Just paid a homeless person to shit my mouth. <laughs> Lol. Smiley face. It'd be enormous tweet. That would fucking, that would be legendary. Yeah. You know what? But the great thing about that friend of yours is the host of Show X would never dare sack him because in that five minutes that he's been sacked, he's got time to get in that fucking Twitter account and say, hey, you know, you know who gives great head? Yeah, because Show X like would go, oh, what's that? What's, what is this new thing the kids yeah, are yeah. doing? Yeah. So he'd be like, give me the account. And what's a phone? <laughs> <laughs> be a bit like that. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's 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 finish it up. So, um, uh, thanks, Michael, for co-hosting. Thank you, thank you. Um, you can check out Tofop on our Facebook page, and if you like it, uh, click like and and leave some comments and and talk about the episodes too, because um, we read them and it's interesting. Um, also, are they can, are they good or bad or like what? Well, the comments. Yeah, I haven't had any bad ones yet. The bad stuff tends to be like shit that it actually is indefensibly bad like the sound was awful okay um the file sizes are too big yeah sure um but no it's fun and there's no it's it's weird it's i would expect that by now because we've been around for almost six months that some yeah. smart ass would like, come on and just say you guys are fucking shit out yeah um but no we haven't copped any abuse yet well that might be kind of the facebook kind of twitter world that um i was talking it's about of, it's kind of positive like it's um not too much hateful I don't know. If you're putting a thing well, out I, there. Well, I guess, I guess the thing is to seek us out to abuse us is yeah. a bit of effort. Yeah. Because you've got to like the page. You've got to write a comment in. And then you know who they are and you could send an email back to them. To yeah, say, right. They can't do it idiot. anonymously. Yeah, yeah. Although I suppose you could. You could set up a fake account. Yeah, Let's not could. give anyone out their ideas though. No, do that. Do that. <laughs> do that. It would be great. Set up a fake account. I've set up fake email accounts and been like my own um, 
publicists for festivals and stuff. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, it's great. What do you had, call you? This is huge erection. <laughs> no, but I've had, I've, 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 I did a festival a, few, you know, a number of years ago, and I kind of was doing it myself, and I just set up a fake email account and set stuff out to people going, yeah, I'm part of the production team for Michael <laughs> Chamberlain, and we really love to uh, you know get him on this show and stuff. And I had people saying, oh, yeah, I talked to her the other day, and it's like, <laughs> she, yeah. Uh, and and, and my, my fake email person was so, um, oh, so, so sad. She couldn't come to the festival herself, but she's so busy. And people were saying, um, oh, mate, I, I was emailing back and forth with um, X, and uh, oh, she, such Why a Why did you choose a female publicist? But, well, I actually, I got the idea of a friend, but I thought she wrote in such a... Eloquent my my way. version my version of her was like such a bright and bubbly kind of like lovey kind of oh everything's great kind of thing. So, but why did you choose a woman? Can a guy write bright and bubbly? You didn't want anyone to think your fake publicist was gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just kind of thought it'd be funny, like just uh, to, to be. She's like, oh, lovey, lovey, do 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 do, do and oh, everything's great, everything's fantastic, and and um and people would say to me, you know, I've been emailing back and forth with X and um. Oh, it's such it's such a shame she can't make it here. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's um, yeah, she's so busy back home. And going, that was me. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, please don't set up fake accounts and comment on the page after that do story. It, do it, do it. Um, and I think uh, Will is coming back to Australia, so we're going to try and record a bunch next week. Michael's saying no, he's not. He's nah, not there is no way Will is coming back. <laughs> Tofop with Charlie Close and and uh, an empty microphone. <laughs> We'll be back when we're back. I'm not sure when that's going to happen just yet, uh, but hopefully it'll be next week. I'm Charlie Clawson. Ah, I'm I'm Michael Chamberlain, and Will Anderson is definitely not coming back. (laughs) 